All right, so the running back position. I don't know if you've heard, but I think the Texans need to uh, sign a running back, an elite running back. Um, and and I'll present some numbers for you uh, to back this up. So this weekend, there's four teams playing on Championship Sunday. Three of those teams are in the top five in the NFL in rushing. Three of them. Mm-hmm. Baltimore's number one. Obviously, there's a Lamar Jackson factor, but they do have three backs that they trust. Yeah, and we're they, well aware. And they lost their yeah. uh, they lost their starting running back week one to the Texans. Local guy J.K. Dobbins. Uh, San Francisco's number three. They're not where they are without Christian McCaffrey. Let's just be honest. Like Brock Purdy, all that. Nah, Christian McCaffrey. And then number five, Detroit. They invested heavily in the running back position in free agency. And in the draft. So, running the ball is something that you probably need to do. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Kansas City and you're 19th, which was actually still better than the Texans. Yeah. Um, but that's probably something you need to do to get to this point. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, 100% it's fair to say. The Texans last season, the Texans were 23rd in the NFL in rushing yards per game at 96.9. Um, the only team in the playoffs that was worse was Tampa Bay at 88. And they were dead last. Dead last, think about that. There's about an eight-and-a-half-yard difference between mm-hmm. the worst team in the league at running the ball and the Houston Texans. Yeah, that's not a big difference, and they're closer to that than this. And those are the only two yeah. playoff teams, and that's the only playoff team worse than the Texans. Now, you could say, well, the Texans have C.J. Stroud and, you know, like running the ball is not in their best interest. I, I would disagree with you because – I listened to D'Amico Ryan's talk. I listened to Bobby Slowick talk. I listened to Kyle Shanahan talk. I saw Kyle Shanahan trade over half a draft for Christian McCaffrey, uh, and, it, and it took his his team to the next level. I hear D'Amico Ryan say, we want to run by committee. I hear Bobby Slowick say, we want to run by committee. But then I watch the Texans, and the running back position is so pitiful that they – don't even have a second running back that they trust to run the rock. And as good as Devin Singletary was, and he was a pleasant surprise, B. Scott brought this up the other day. I thought it was an excellent point. You brought him in to be a complimentary guy. Yeah. Yeah. You, like, that was what he like was said, here they, for. They haven't brought in a number, a true number one in five years, six years. Like, they haven't. I mean, if you want to include David Johnson, well, how'd that work out? But I don't even know if they, you know, that was true. No, they have not put any money as an organization. I'm not just talking about this regime. So you have that situation. And now you have a running back market where this is perhaps as the running back position becomes devalued all across the NFL and the impact, as I just laid out, can can be extreme. You have an opportunity if you're the Texans to sign an elite running back at a good price, perhaps even bring back Devin Singletary, and maybe even draft another guy to compete with Damian Pierce. That's where you're at right now because you have C.J. Stroud on the rookie deal. In the offseason, J-Lo, mm-hmm. there was a lot of running back drama, and, and I feel for these guys, man. I feel for you because the shelf life can be small, and a lot of times the the position, like, it's it, because you carry three or four, and there's an injury where guys are allowed to, to, to step up and, and elevate their play, it gets devalued. But the teams that value it and the teams that take advantage of this are the teams like San Francisco who trade for Saquon Barkley 
or not Saquon Barkley, um, Christian McCaffrey and elevate their play, uh, or the, or the teams like the Detroit Lions who bring in Montgomery and then draft a running back in the first round when that's frowned upon. Th- th- those those teams like they're able to take advantage of this and they've done so and they it's 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 something it's something so crazy because we're talking about no disrespect to Brock Purdy we're talking about Brock Purdy and Jared Goff having championship caliber ish ball clubs and they cannot hold the jock of CJ Stroud so imagine if you're the Texans if you make these same types of investments and and you make the right decisions Imagine how good of a football team you can be and how much more of a complete football team you can be. I, I can't even imagine D'Amico Ryan's. I know he does, but like being really angry about something. He's got to be asking himself, how the heck did we not even have a second running back? Like him, where he came from, the way you're defensive minded, running running the ball. I mean, this, that's why I keep saying this is this is priority one, one A and one B is is getting a running back. And all you have to look at is like what what you laid out, but also where he comes from, like what he said, the words out of his mouth. We want to be a running team. It's got to drive him nuts. So Jonathan Taylor had all that drama with the Colts, and eventually they agreed on a contract. And let's be honest: if it's not for a Gardner Minshew low pass and a drop or whatever, like. There's a chance the Texans don't even make the playoffs because the Colts were able to make right with Jonathan Taylor. Like, he was the best player on the field in that game. He was playing hurt. Mm-hmm. And their investment in running back and and, and their, their willingness to yeah. pay him allowed them to be in position to where they could beat the Texans on that day. You know how much that cost? Their best player, their most impactful guy? The, the new contract? The, the, the new whatever one? they did do it. Three contract? years, 42 mil, man. Yeah. Three years, forty-two million. That w- when you have a rookie quarterback like C.J. Stroud, three years, forty-two million—that's nothing. No, especially with the impact that that guy can make. Let me lay out. This is insane to me. Let me lay out this running back market, and then I want to lay out for you what the projections are on spot rack. And and you can take these with a grain of that's salt. That's what I go to. I, I think they're relatively accurate. Sometimes they're yeah. low. Sometimes they're low, but but it's not. But it's not like a shot in the dark. Let let me give you some costs here. Okay. Of 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 what it what it's going to cost, Mm -hmm. according to Spotrac, to sign some of these big names in the running back market. Now, Devin Singletary, three years, thirteen mil. Do it. Yeah, and he can still be your complimentary guy. Do it. Three years, thirteen mil. Uh, No brainer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can you can be what we originally wanted you to be. He's actually a priority for me. Well, you can be what we originally wanted you to be. Yes. Which was a complimentary guy, a true committee guy. Yeah. You can be that guy. Mm-hmm. Three years, 13 mil. Okay, cool. Bargain, Done. Bargain. Done. Let's go. There you go. He's a priority. Now let's try to make him that complimentary back with this uh with the, with these projected values. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, one year, four point three million. That's gotta be low. Oh, it's low. I'm just not I'm just not convinced on him. There's a couple of others on this list that I'm like, okay. All right, but if you did Derrick Henry for one year, $5 million. Oh, if they signed him, I'd be all about it. Yeah. But right now, I'm, I think there's better options, but yeah. And, and this is the other thing I don't want to hear, Figgy. So, so mark this. Mm-hmm. Much like I don't want to hear Johnny and Friendswood tell me that a tight end can't block like Mark Andrews or Dalton Kincaid, I, I'm not listening to any of you people, and I do mean Pass, you people. I, I'm not listening to you about scheme fit. Y'all, y'all told me Damian Pierce was a scheme fit last year. 
So take the scheme fit and stick it where the sun doesn't shine. I don't want it. I I would take my chances on Derrick Henry being able to run the rock. Derrick Henry is not Damian Pierce. Like yeah, it, I'll take my chances. I know Damian Pierce. He's not a screen fit. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, all, right fit the fake, screen. all right, fake scout. Yeah. <laughs> you always talk about how much he better he makes the offensive line. Yeah. He runs past them. Yeah. Yeah. Five mil right there, Derrick Henry. One year, 4.3. 30 years old, a little bit older. Another Alabama guy. And, and these are the Alabama ties, too, with uh, D'Amico. Uh, Josh Jacobs, four years, 43. I mean, that's that's... You're basically getting four years of Josh Jacobs for the same price that the uh, Colts would get, uh, got with uh, Jonathan Taylor. Josh Jacobs can do a lot of things, man. I actually wanted him instead of Titus Howard uh, a few years back. Not a good year with the Raiders. He had the contract drama as well. Hey, not opposed. I am four. I think he has a lot left. Uh, I, I think there's three guys on that's this. That's a Dalton Schultz price yes. for a guy who yes. would touch the ball 20 to 25 times a game. He, he and, and then you'd be able to sprinkle in some Singletary. He he makes runs that other guys just can't do. They, they, they just can't, you know, a, a very few, small number. He's a very, very complete back. Yes. And he's an Alabama guy. Four years, 43 for Josh Jacobs. Tony Pollard with the Cowboys, three years, 19. Seems like a decent deal. It's there. a value pick. I like him. Yeah. He's coming. He was coming back from the Achilles, so who mm-hmm. knows how he'll be. I, I would think they'd want to keep him, but three years, 19. Austin Eckler, three years, 22. I don't know about this guy. Uh, really? I like him. I like him. I like him. He's a very complete back. He can catch mm-hmm. the damn rock. But three years, 22? I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, no, that's a no-brainer. Three years, 22? Yeah. For a guy that can make that type of impact? Mm-hmm. Okay, no, that's a no-brainer. And then there's my dream right here. Mm-hmm. This can't be right. Like they, you've got to, you've got to tell me. You got to. I would give this guy Jonathan Taylor's contract right now. Yeah. Saquon Barkley's projection is three years, nineteen mil. That's pennies. Uh, I would give him three years, uh, three years forty. Here's go ahead. The the thing that's the things that people are going to say about Saquon Barkley. Are the same things that they're ACL. saying about Christian McCa- Christian yeah. McCaffrey. Yeah. Ah, oh, he's injured all the time. Yeah. He doesn't play. His team sucks. Yeah. Uh, he is like he is in that Christian McCaffrey tier. If you could bring in Saquon Barkley, the only the only drama that there would be would be if you've already signed Devin Singletary. Is Devin Singletary going to come off twenty six? You got to get Saquon his number. You got to get Saquon his number. There's three guys on this list that I think are very gettable, not just because of those prices. But they all were upset with their contract situation previously, and they really didn't get an, a, a big, a big deal. You know, they got they had their contracts adjusted. Remember Eckler? Well, they adjusted like how much did they give him more eight hundred thousand, all bonus, all incentive based, all that stuff. Saquon, same thing. Uh, Jacob, same thing. They are all chomping at the bit to prove themselves and and, and get somewhere else. Yes. I, I would go. Actually, it's I, value, man. Like I, I, I would take any of these guys, but my list would be Saquon number one. My list, God, three I, years, nineteen. I mean, come on, is either Saquon number one or Jacobs. Uh, I mean, I'm willing to, to to make that investment. I just don't see how this doesn't happen. Oh, I think it is. Thank I you. I mean, with with what the market is right now, mm-hmm. with what they're seeing, like I, I don't like, and this this shouldn't stop you from signing Singletary, and this damn sure shouldn't stop you from like the market's going to speak to Singletary. People aren't dying to have Singletary. No, and he likes it here. He'll like Singletary is not all of a sudden a starting running back because of what he did this year. No, he will not be. Uh, but but here's the other thing. Not only has D'Amico said it, 
uh, not only is he wired in such a way that he wants to have the you know run the ball and have a running back committee, this is a copycat league. And you're looking at the teams that are getting to the furthest in the postseason. They are investing multiple uh, assets in the running back position. Detroit, uh, you know, picks in in terms of McCaffrey, uh, et cetera. So like it's it's there. This whole concept of devaluing the running back, the the good teams, the smart teams are not. They're not devaluing the running back. No, San Francisco traded half their draft. The Detroit is not. You yeah, know, Detroit is not, and, and look where they're at. Yes, exactly. Baltimore's not either. J.K. Dobbins got hurt. They drafted him in the second round. Yeah. No, so so like all this this whole idea of, well, you can get him in the third round, fourth round. How'd that go for you with Damian Pierce? I, I actually think Damian Pierce, uh, not because of any personal feelings, I, I just don't think he would be a good fit for this team, period. It was a disaster this year Keep for doing Saquon. It. They had no quarterback. Like, Saquon's never really had a true quarterback. And and I, I'm i seeing on the text line, don't overvalue him. He's a one-hit one wonder. Okay, he had 1307, 1003, got hurt. Uh, then he had, he had th- he has a thirteen twelve last year he had nine sixty two, okay like that it's it, the receiving is crazy too like his receptions ninety one fifty two fifty seven forty one jeez I mean and and a lot of times like he's he's going he's going against way more attention than he would be able to get here you want to put you want to put nine in the box against Saquon with with C J Stroud out there <laughs> how many times do you get tired of looking in the slot bro they were putting Daria Gumbawale out wide out wide mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Imagine putting Saquon Barkley out wide or in the slot as well. Yeah. Like what? What makes you having feel- them in this offense? Just period, having, man. Yeah. What makes you feel better, Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs in the slot or Dare Gumbawale slash John Mechie? Like, come on, man! Like yeah. this is this is right here for the taking. There is a massive opportunity for the Texans to and they have- to take advantage. Of this. And you have an example. You have a visual what it looks like on Sunday. Five thirty. Watch the Lions and watch the watch yes. the Forty ers They're there because of their because they invested in the running back position. And I know you get tired of me saying this, but they have the money to do this like they've never had before. This is what I'm talking about. That middle ground. You know, no, don't go, don't go paying somebody a ninety million dollar contract or whatever. This, yeah, this right here is look, what I'm talking about. And look. Let's let's change the conversation based on what's being said. Like when you go buy something, when it's on the like when when something's on the clearance rack mm-hmm. and it's a bargain and it's a shirt, do you sit there and say, "Oh, well, you know, there's a little bit of a uh you know, it doesn't it doesn't seem to be uh as uh centered as the other one." <laughs> nah, brother, it's it's $20. It's it's a $120 shirt that's $20 for a reason. Yeah. You know what? You're probably going to have that in your closet for 10 years. All right? Like when you go, like when, when you when you go get a bargain, mm-hmm. you don't sit there and evaluate it like everything else, unless you're just a bad consumer. Yes. If you want to have these conversations about Saquon Barkley and Derrick Henry and say these guys are old and this guy's been hurt and all that, have that conversation. If we're talking about old running back contracts, the devaluing of the position is such to where now you're talking about. Three years, $25 million for Saquon Barkley. Yeah, you can benefit from it. That's what you're talking and about. And you have the money. This is exactly the example I'm talking about with this, you know, 70 whatever this million This is a have. must. Yes. This is like, we can, we can cuss and discuss everything else. Getting in this running back market is a must. This is, a, this is an absolute must. It, it is. If we go into trading camp next year, and we're sitting there saying another fourth rounder Boy, and some guy. Is off Damian the Pierce going to turn things around <laughs> this year? Yeah. 
Dude couldn't even touch the rock at the end. Damian of the year. Pierce running Damian. with the ones. I love Damian, but come on. <laughs> He's running uh, with the ones. Devin Singletary looked great. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. But you oh, know what? Dari with the twos. <laughs> the, the fact that you know, I think Dari's going to have a pretty good year. Think How many about times we're going to say that? Like, you know, he's looking pretty good. Learn from your mistakes, too. Like, learn from your mistakes. He's because Dare. He's Dare. The reason, like, Damian Pierce, like, when we look back at this, like, part of the reason that Damian Pierce looked so good two years ago is because he was in front of Rex Burkhead. Yeah. Part <laughs> of the reason that Devin Singletary looked so good is because he was in front of Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. Don't make that mistake. It's enough is enough with the running backs. Nick Brung in the undrafted running back. Hey. You can go get those undrafted guys. You can find them. There's there's so many running backs on rosters that there's always going to be examples. But we're giving you examples of teams that are playing in the most important time. We're giving you examples of what the Lions did this offseason and what the 49ers did when they made the Christian McCaffrey trade. Those are tangible examples. That's not random-ass stuff right there. Yeah. So come on. No, Make I it happen. And I think the most important thing is they could be the Lions. The, like for the, sure, yes, I think yeah, they could be yeah. there next it's play, year. Easily. It's playoff time. Easily. This ain't no rebuild and, no more. And man. the other thing is, your quarterbacks up there, like below, like a notch below Mahomes and Lamar right now. But he's he, Look, he, he's better than they Brock could take Purdy. That and he's better. Step, Let's put it this way: it's a combination of both. Let's put you it. Yeah, a, yes, that's exactly. right. You could be a combination yeah. of both if you're the Texans. If you invest in this running back, Let, let's put it this way, just for illustration purposes. Put C.J. Stroud on the Lions. What do you got? I mean, you probably got a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would pick them against the. So 49ers now let's get that CG. running game. Yeah, here you combine it, man. No, this There's is different this reasons. Is, all those times I've been irritating you about spend the money. This is what I'm talking. You about. You have to. This yeah. is smart money. Yeah. This isn't. This isn't paying Jonathan Gennaro twenty million. This is the the impact. You can say what you want about running backs. We can minimize it. We can use all these 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 examples, but. The impact that these guys can make when they're at their best, it's it's as high as it's ever been. Yeah. You still got to run the ball. So do what you say you want to do, D'Amico, Bobby, uh, Casario. If Saquon Barkley hits that market, if, if they if they don't franchise tag him and there, there might have been an agreement there, this is already a place that people want to play. Make it happen. I'm already envisioning Saquon on the billboard, man. <laughs> Sitting Let's there, go. sitting there, holding the shoulder pads on the billboard Let's right go. there outside he does the that. stadium. Yeah, he does you know when that. you're walking around the stadium and they have that. Uh, those pictures of the guys at the yeah. top. Yeah, little God, murals. Let's look, look at the Saquon, man. Yeah. Yeah. That might be a popular jersey, too. Oh, you Bro, think? With a good time. Man, you what? think? Saquon, man. <laughs> man. Look at that. I, I don't even know that Saquon hits the market, but whether it's Jacobs or whoever, let's make it happen. Do it, Nick, please. Coming up, C.J. Stroud gets love from one of the game's best. If you think I like Saquon Barkley, let's hear from one of his teammates. And my God, media types versus athletes, it never stops. Next. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. Devontae Adams has a lot of respect for C.J. Stroud. He had the internet going nuts yesterday talking about the quarterback of your Houston Texans. He number one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, C.J. Stroud yeah, is on. Stroud. That was somebody I was campaigning for uh, coming out. I was I was really, I won't say I was anti-rookie, but I was not pro-rookie across the board. It wasn't just get somebody young, you know, in here. It was it was really, that was the guy that I was I felt strongly about, and he felt the same way. I know I've seen a couple of videos where they asked him who he'd like to throw to coming in the league, and he said me. And I actually got to kick it with him at, at Michael Rubin's uh, all-white party out there in, in the Hamptons, and we kicked it for probably like literally eight hours. Dude is solid. Like I've never been around a dude that young coming in that, you know, that's that mature. Pretty good age gap, but you don't really feel it when you're around him. All right. Well, first of all, I don't think they're like the big partiers, so they probably, you naturally bomb when you're at a party mm -hmm. where who knows what the hell's going on. 
Uh, so they they probably have that type of bomb. It, it's a lot of love. It's a lot of love with those two. I still wouldn't like trade for a thirty million dollar receiver contract. I want to invest in the running back. I want to continue to develop yes. receivers. I want to get young guys. But that's the kind of love you're getting, man. My thing is that that's just a reflection. That's just a reflection of how deep uh, the, the you know the attraction to come play with someone like uh, C.J. Stroud all of a sudden is. That's what that is. Now I have a debate though because C.J. Stroud got me thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I got an email yesterday, and, I, and, I, and I'm sure we'll be seeing a little bit more of this. Um, C.J. Stroud, did you see who he's working with uh, at the Super Bowl? Who he's working with at Radio Row? Who he's like, partnering in with? Like, uh, yeah, like he's got a, a partnership. Did not. Yeah, it's it's one of uh, America's top brands. Want to guess? Coke. No. Close. You're close. You're in the right aisle. Really? Yeah, you're in the right aisle. No, nah, there might be a cross. It Under Armour. Have... Brother, is there Under Armour in the Coke aisle? The, the drinks. Not oh. Under Armour. What's it called? Uh, Under uh, Armour or something or other. The one that I, I forget what it's called. I, I was going to say Powerade. Okay. No, yeah. no, no, no. Something you, like that. No, you called... can go across the aisle because there's there's drinks here and there's other stuff. There's chips. Here. Yeah, chips. Keep going. Takis. Okay. No. Takis. hell? Lace. No. <laughs> what? I don't know if it's a chip. That's my. That's what. That, that's uh, what uh, my debate is. The Google machine going. Uh-oh. Is it a chip or not? Yeah. Pringles. Cheetos. Oh, Cheetos. oh, it's absolutely Cheetos a chip. Crunchy Buffalo Dude. flavor. There's a new flavor that CJ Stroud is pushing. It is Cheetos Crunchy Buffalo. My question is: Is Cheetos a chip? Yes, one hundred percent. But shouldn't Cheeto just be its own thing? No, no. It, it's crunchy like a chip. But, you know, it's a chip. It's just a different. Are you thing. sure? Yes. Are Takis a chip? No, they're Takis. They're chips. You sure? Yes. It's hot dog a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you think Cheetos are a chip? Yes. How does spice crunchy buffalo sound? Whew. I don't know if that's good or not. I'm to think. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or I not. Because I like the hot Cheetos, but um, crunchy or puffy? I like the the cheese puffs, the the, the ones that get all over your hands. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Oh, the ones that get all over your hand, as opposed to the well, no, the ones right, that go are eat all... you a bag, go eat you a bag no, of crunchy. But it's more with the go powdery you a bag ones. Of crunchy. They're kind of powdery on <laughs> yeah. the outside. Those the cheese okay. puffs. Okay, those are awesome. Hot and hot don't and you say spicy. anything bad about cheese puffs? I, I, hey, the babies love them cheese puffs. Don't man. you say anything bad about cheese puffs? All right, yeah. So it is a chip. This Biggie, is your awesome. chip guy. Is it a chip? Yes. Yeah. Crunchy buffalo. I don't know if buffalo is going to. I got to try it. Yeah, he'll have some. I gotta try. He'll have some. I don't really like buffalo chips, like buffalo f- flavor type chips. I never had a good one. Nah, I like barbecue. I like jalapeno, uh, sour cream, sour cream, yep. onion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. How come I- they don't have sour cream and onion Cheetos? Maybe it's coming. Doesn't quite. Sour cream and onion is like a potato chip. It just feels better with a potato chip, right? Maybe they might try it. Shout out to CJ and you uh, like Cheetos. The salt and vinegar. No, I do. No, those are good. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. How the heck? Because this has got the internet going nuts. You meant you referenced it earlier, but I wanted to save it for internet going nuts because I think this is bizarre. How the hell did the 2013 Redskins win three games? They won three games. This was this was their coaching staff outside of the head coach, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Sean McVay. Yeah. Matt Lafleur. Yeah. Mike McDaniel, yeah, Raheem Morris, yeah, and Bobby Slowett. They were young, man. Dude, dude, they were like twelve. That's, they were like twenty. That's were, five. Not only were they young, but that organization was a disaster. But that's kind of yeah. what I think it is. Yeah, Dan Snyder, five head coaches, and Bobby Slowick soon to Could be, be if one. Not, yeah, if not next yeah. year, a sixth. Yeah, they won three games. They they did do their thing with RG three. 
Mm-hmm. So there is that. But I, th- I think it's just the RG3 disaster, all that. <laughs> just a perfect like, storm. Th- not only are those they were potentially babies, six man. head coaches, those are like the cream of the crop. Yeah, them fans <laughs> got to be sick, sick looking at that, man. I, 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 I got the internet going nuts. 7 p.m. in Brooklyn podcast, Kayvon Thibodeau was on. He was asked about Saquon Barkley, who if he hits the market, I think the Texans should be more than all in on. Uh, this is what Kayvon Thibodeau had to say about Saquon. You pay Daniel Jones $40 million, not and it, it was a great I, – I, me, I believe. A lot of people was mad at that. A lot okay. of people was mad at that, but I was like, let me, let me tell you what I'm mad at, and it's the only thing I'll say about that. What I'm mad about is that Saquon, because if you look at the game, the tape, Saquon was responsible for at least 30% of our explosive plays. Oh, yeah. Not more. Talking about the year we won the playoff game. So for me and for the integrity, working together and hard work, and we all believe the same things, I feel like Saquon should have got paid first. All right. This is not a unique uh, opinion. Uh, it, it resonates because well, it's unique it's, when someone that's yeah, I was gonna say it resonates. Comes out it resonates it. when it's him saying it. But uh, the boy Daniel Jones, man, Highway I feel we were cheated by not getting to talk to uh, Kayvon Thibodeau <laughs> around here. I, 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 I got the internet going nuts. Mark Andrews, active. Okay, they rested. He's him good here. to go. They, they rested him. So they rested him against the Texans. <laughs> they rested him against. I want to see how he looks. This is embarrassing. I, I'm like, I mean, this is kind of like semi-confession too. I'm kind of embarrassed. Like they're like, no, nah, we're good. We're we're good. So I guess there was a women's basketball game yesterday, South Carolina and LSU. There was a lot of push for this. My gosh, mm-hmm. goodness gracious! I guess Don they get Staley, a lot of TV time. Yeah, I, they sure do. Yeah. Uh, I guess Don Staley coached. She used to coach at South Carolina. Now she coaches at LSU. Mm-hmm. So they were at South. Who ended up winning? <laughs> I have no idea. But I, I, I want to say LSU probably lost because I think Angel Reese was saying this was on her or something like Angel that. Angel Reese is the player for LSU. Yeah, that's uh, the, the one, one that who did like the can't talk see me thing. Talking smack to uh, okay, Caitlin Clark or whatever. Yeah. Um, so Don Staley, she coaches at LSU now. Used to coach at South Carolina. Uh, she was getting booed. I thought this was a good line by her. I'll give her some credit here. This is Don Staley. This is funny. Crazy crowd. I know they weren't very friendly to you, but I just wondered what has it been like to watch women's sports? Yeah, they actually, were. They were calling me boo. <laughs> <laughs> well then. <laughs> Oh, so I guess Don Staley coaches at South Carolina. Oh, yeah, Kim Malky coaches yeah. at LSU. Yeah. Oh, whatever. yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, so they were booing her at LSU. Yeah. Okay, she said they were calling her boo. That's funny. I don't know much about women's basketball. I know they're trying to force feed it. I just haven't I haven't watched it. I thought it. people was getting paid to tweet that. Yeah, I had no idea. You know, I've seen a lot of people man, talking about it that. It does game, feel man. like a lot of people feel like the the need to push the uh, the women's game. No, there is. No, I, heard yeah. it was a good, I heard it was a good that's game, not sexist. Too. No, no, I no, like that's, watching. That's, 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 no, when, when it gets it's to March Madness, I like watching it. Yeah, it's happening. But I, but I don't know that I need a an, an hour and a half pregame show. Right. That's, uh, when I'm trying to get ready for championship weekend, that's it's all about me. that add on on the contract. Yeah. Like you can have this, but you got to do this. Yeah. No, we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I, 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 I got the internet going. I I Kobe Bryant. Four years ago today. Yeah. And I, I saw this uh, trending. And I'm like, there. You know how nobody wanted to believe it. You know how wild and unbelievable and impactful it was when it's one of those events like this, where you know exactly where you were. Yeah, I knew exactly. You know, you were on my couch. I was on my couch. I was actually excited about Royal Rumble. Yeah, and I was. We was going. Me and Landry Locker. We was going to Royal Rumble. And, oh, yeah, that, that day, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I kept seeing all the tweets saying, this can't be real. Not yes. Kobe, this can't yeah. be real. Yeah. And I think, I can't remember if it was like a Pro Bowl or something was on. 
ESPN. I'm like, why are they not talking about it? Yeah. It was I think just kind of going normal. I think yeah. it was. I'm like, why are they not talking about it? And they finally broke in uh, yeah. with it. I, I, I think they're trying to confirm. I don't remember since then my phone blowing up ever as much as it did that. I mean, it was just dun, 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 like constantly, probably a hundred times. And I'm like, this is incredible. Coming up. So there's uh, drama in the media. We'll get into that. Uh, we'll also get into, we're, we're going to start beef between dads. Oh, really? Dads of the past versus dads of the present. Who was the more crazy dad? Uh, and one of their sons will be in action on Sunday. One of the best players uh, in action. The hits are lit coming up next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, let's have a dad fight here. We'll have a dad fight. The hits are lit here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610. We'll get to that in a sec, but... Helicopter dads, Little League dads, I want to have a battle. And two out of three, I mm-hmm. want you guys, we're going to decide who mm-hmm. is the best Lions dad of all time. Is it Barry Sanders' dad? Yeah. Or is it Amon Ross St. Brown's dad? This going to be close. First, let's hear from the two uh, contestants in the dad showdown. And we want you to participate as well on the YouTube, Twitch, all that. Seven one three five seven two four six one zero. Let's start with Barry Sanders' dad. This is how Barry Sanders' dad, the shortest Hall of Fame induction speech of all time. No lie, it was under a minute. It was. I actually give him credit for it. It's most most I've been entertained <laughs> during an induction speech. But this is Barry Sanders' dad inducting him into the Hall of Fame. First, I want to say hello to the greatest running back that ever lived, the number one running back we ever lived. He's not with us today. I think he's with his family in Los Angeles. Mr. Jim Brown. So I want to say hello to him, Jim. I was supposed to have a 30-second 30, a 30 speech. I'm going to make it quick. And now I want to introduce you to the third best running back that ever lived, Barry Sanders. <laughs> that never gets Damn. That never gets the old. third. That never gets old. <laughs> Here's some more from Barry Sanders' dad. So this is uh, Barry Sanders grew up in Oklahoma. By the way, his dad made him work. Like 45 hours a week. I think he was like a roofer or something, and Barry would have to help him out with that. Uh, but this is uh, – his dad's a big OU fan, if you're not going to be able to tell here. Uh, this is Barry Sanders talking about when he committed to Oklahoma State uh, and what his dad's reaction was. That was one of the most difficult days of my life at that point. My, he was not excited about me going to Oklahoma State. The morning that Oklahoma State came to sign me, coach came to the house before uh, school – Dad walks to the front door. Coach tries to shake his hand. He, won't, he wouldn't shake his hand. He walks out of the house and says, I think he's making a mistake. Uh, you know, it, it was just a very difficult day for me. William was also a huge fan of the University of Oklahoma, a conference rival of Oklahoma State. For my dad, I took the position that, hey, look, you know, I was an Oklahoma Sooner fan well before you were born. I'll always be one um, long before you were gone from Oklahoma State. That's my team. Barry's Heisman Trophy still sits in William and Shirley's house behind his father's souvenir Oklahoma helmet. (laughs) (laughs) The Heisman is behind the helmet, and they showed the picture. Yeah. This is true. (laughs) Now, we'll get into the call-out, but this is – it didn't stop there because he started supporting his son. So this is – just imagine, like, C.J. Stroud uh, or, like, a a Houston Texans player's dad calling out Bobby Slowick or D'Amico Ryans. (laughs) Uh, This was uh, back when Bobby Ross was the coach of the Lions – Barry Sanders' dad did an interview, I think, with a local station in, like, Kansas or Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And listen to what he says about his son's coach. Barry needs space as the run. 
and he can't he can't he can't have those spaces out of a power eye because where the defense is set up to play you. You've got to use wide receivers, preferably four wide receivers, spread the spread the defense out. What is the the basic problems with the system? The the, the bad offense they're running them out of. In fact, there's no it's it's, it's a non-existent offense. <laughs> Well, you imagine be, this, that these days? This is going to be tough to beat. You imagine that these days? <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the early 90s. Actually, so they, actually, it's more surprising that it happened then. But like now, but, you but, what, see but, that but now it would be all over. Yeah, exactly. Like it would blow up. Oh, that's yeah. what you mean. A yeah. simple yeah. tweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A simple tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Sanders' dad oh, these days? Come on. And this is, the, this is another one. This is him talking about slow linebackers. So these guys are trying to take Barry Sanders' head off. Keep, keep in mind, Barry Sanders is a little running back. And these big-ass linebackers like LaVon Kirkland back mm -hmm. in the Steelers days and all that, they're trying to take your son's head off. Yeah. So what do you say about them publicly uh, to uh, maybe, maybe uh, ease the, uh, yeah. the anger that they're going to play with against your son? They got some linebackers probably there. They'll probably can't outrun me. What about yeah. LaVon Kirkland of Pittsburgh? Oh, he's about 265. He could not run me. He couldn't get you? I, I doubt it. <laughs> Yeah, that would leave a mark. <laughs> so as much as things change, uh, they kind of remain the same. That's that's Barry Sanders' dad. That's contestant number one in the dad off. The, the other one is Amon Ross St. Brown's dad. Now, his dad was actually a two-time Mr. Universe. Mm -hmm. There was actually talk in the draft that people were perhaps shying away from St. Brown, and he ended up going late because his dad's so crazy. Yeah. And if you listen to his dad, I love St. Brown's dad. Both of his sons are in the NFL. They have an awesome podcast. I'm a St. Brown guy. Uh, but this was his dad, and this was on Hard Knocks. He still trains his sons, and, and, and this is the funniest thing. This mm -hmm. is the story about Amon Ross St. Brown's dad. So when, when St. Brown was a kid, I guess Odell Beckham Jr. called him. Mm -hmm. like when he was at USC or something like that. So he, he somehow got to talk to Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. And St. Brown's dad, like, taps him on the shoulder while he's on the phone. And he's like, hey, 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 hey. Ask him, ask him how many passes he catches on the jugs machine after practice. And uh, he asked Odell, like, of course, Amon Ross St. Brown asks yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. And Odell Beckham Jr. said, oh, 200 after every practice. Mm -hmm. And from that point forward, Amon Ross St. Brown's dad bought a uh, – Bought a jugs machine and he makes him catch two oh one every day. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet right there. But this was him on Hard Knocks and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and his brother still train with their dad. Uh, this is the competition for Barry Sanders' dad. I actually think it's a lot closer than than perhaps you do. This is him shooting strays at one of the most popular athletes in town and talking about working out his kids at home. Uh, I'm dad, but in here, I'm the uh, trainer. No offense to the other people, but a lot of people come to the gym doing push downs like this. My mom does that. You're not gonna get big unless you do that. Look, I know I'm a father, but I'm freaking Mr. Universe two times. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this stuff here. Coaches always ask me, how do you do that? I'm like, dude, I'm tired of explaining this to you guys. You gotta train your whole body. Kevin Durant and these guys mess their Achilles up. I have a question for guys like Kevin Durant. When's the last time you did a calf raise? <laughs> Calling him out for the Achilles. Seems <laughs> a little bit harsh. Achilles, man. Seems a little bit harsh. So who wins, Barry's dad or Amon Ross St. Brown's? Come on now. It's Barry Sanders' dad. Like, that is – you talk about, like, a baller. Like, he he gives two bleeps. Called him the third best running back of all time <laughs> in his Hall of Fame induction. the third best running back. In Half of his Heisman behind a, a – Oklahoma helmet. Yes. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I – 
I won't disagree with you. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah. When you think about it, because you know, John, you got some probably some kids or know some people that go to Texas yeah. or something like that. You ain't about to do all that. Heck no. But you, there's a lot of guys like this. Dad's yeah. out there like this. Well, he he also. I remember watching the interviews when Barry was like chasing the record, and it, and it was always like it was basically like a, a Jim Brown PSA every time that they yeah. would interview him in the stands. Yeah, he ain't as good as Jim Brown. <laughs> Hits are lit here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Playing all the hits. These are the hot stories of the day. You're listening to In the Loop with Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. Texans Super Bowl odds are 20 to 1 on DraftKings. They were 200 to 1 last year, so that kind of tells you where the Texans are this year uh, as opposed to last. You booking that bet in Vegas? I was just going to ask you the same thing. Why not? A little bit, right? I'll put 50 on it. Yeah, a little something. Maybe 50, maybe 100. Who knows? We'll see. Um, Bobby Slowick gets shut out in Atlanta. He goes to Arthur Blank's house. Hours later, uh, it's reported that Raheem Morris is going to be the coach in Atlanta. What do you think Bobby Slowick's situation is right now? I think he's going to be the OC for the Houston Texans. I do, too. But that ties in with something else that's been going on today uh, with Gerard. Yeah, Gerard Johnson, uh, he's interviewing in Pittsburgh. Uh, So he has... uh, He's now had... Five interviews as for offensive coordinator. Pittsburgh today. Patriots reported yesterday that he's interviewed with the Patriots. Saints, Browns, Eagles. A lot. That is going to be tough to if there's an offer there. That is going to be really, really tough. It's a to, hell of a lot to say no. That is a hell of yeah. a lot. Beef this weekend in the championship games. We got Baltimore and Kansas City. That's going to kick things off. After that. Uh, you got the Detroit Lions versus the San Francisco 49ers. Let's go back earlier in the season. The 49ers weren't even on the Lions' schedule. Uh, but C.J. Gardner-Johnson fired some random shots at Debo Samuel. Another thing, bro, listen, don't be friendly when you see me because you be so flashy. You better hope, well, you better hope all that talking you be doing when we see y'all, whatever round it may be, because I can't guard you. You can't run routes. You're a running back. <laughs> You're running back. I ain't going to sit here and play with you, little boy. Because you got a little bag. People gave you a little clout. Man, you ain't nothing, bro. Stop playing. Another thing. Well, here we go. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it might it's be relevant. must watch now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, relevant yeah, now. Yeah, here was Debo's response earlier this year. By the way, it looks like Debo's going to go if yeah. those highlight videos or anything mm-hmm. that I saw yesterday. What's so crazy? I ain't know a bro like you know. I have no idea where they came from. He probably was just thinking about me or something. So I don't. I don't even know where they came from. Did you see the IG live? Yeah, that was comedy. It looked like he about to cry. It just sounded like he mad. I got a little, a little bag and a lot of money, and nobody knows who he is. <laughs> All right. I forgot about this. I'm Here we excited go. now. Let's Here we go. go. Let's yeah, eat. that's gonna be good. Uh, John Harbaugh yesterday. He's got a big game against the Kansas City Chiefs. But he was asked about his brother. His brother's going to be the uh, coach with the Los Angeles Chargers. Who's got it better than you, John Harbaugh? My thoughts are we play next year. We're looking forward to uh, all of it. You know, I'm just very happy for him, proud of him, excited for him, excited for his family. Uh, he, I, I heard my, my mom and dad told me that he called back in the evening and he found out that uh, all of his kids, starting with Addie and Katie, had their bags packed already. They're ready to go. So they're excited too. So it's going to be great. He's well-deserved. And uh, I'll say this, the Chargers just got themselves one great coach. 
That's their season opener. I'll bet you any amount of money it's right gotta now. Be, right? It's got to be their season opener. It's got to be. And if the Ravens win the Super Bowl, then they're going to start they're going to start Thursday night football, Harbaugh versus Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you. And it's it's, it's awesome. definitely on primetime, but I think it opens the season. It deserves it. It deserves yeah. it. Yeah, no, I'm a pump. It's awesome. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh's a damn star, man. Yeah, no, no, they're both they're both stars. It should be that. They're both stars. Yeah. It's going to be terrific. Yeah. It, yeah, that should start the season. He's going to have success. Yeah. I mean, he is. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that's not even a question. And he's got he's got the stuff to work with there. Um, Bill Belichick and Vrabel, they're still out there. Uh, NBA drama. This was interesting. My boy Tim McMahon. Uh, Luca, there were, there was a video of Luca. I guess there, uh, the fans said, hey, you look tired. Get on the treadmill. Yeah. And uh, Luca asked to have him ejected. Tim McMahon, crazy SOB Tim McMahon. Um, he tweeted it out, and then they had an interesting back and forth. By the way, Luca apologized for this. Uh, well, he didn't apologize last NBA. night. <laughs> uh, no, last night he apologized. Last night he apologized. Yeah, he, two, he, he didn't two ap- days yeah. ago he he this this yeah. was him two days ago. What were you frustrated about at the end of the uh, second quarter when you got that tactical? Uh, I know I saw you when you said about the fan. You know that was not a true all. That was not the only thing he said. Uh, but I knew you would be the first one to to point out something like that. I'm not going to say what he said, but I knew you were going to be the first one to put out something like that. So I just saw it, man. It's just funny. He always seemed to be the first one to put some bad stuff about me. First of all, 99% of the stuff I've written about you has been good. Uh, I don't know. I was sitting two rows behind us. All right. So it was the only thing he was, that time he said something, the only thing? That was what you reacted to. Yeah. I was hearing the whole first half, right? Or you didn't hear anything? He was definitely hollering. Okay, there we go. Acted. But you put out something that was just the only thing. But what was okay, the final what, straw? What, what, what was the what final was the issue? What was the thing that? It's not the issue. I'm just seeing you seems to be the first one to always put something bad about me. It's all over. That's Why did you ask for the fan to be ejected? You, because he was cursing me the whole first half too. Why didn't you ask for to be ejected in the first half then? Because I never would eject a fan. They pay for tickets, but <laughs> well, I had enough. You know, you it's a little bit of frustration. You turned your head and looked over at him after he said that. That's, I mean, that's what we saw. Yeah, that's fine. Be the guy, the bad guy in the media, right? It's all right. Feel like you're fairly portrayed in the media. No. All right. He apologized. By the way, said he said he lost his cool. Just got frustrated. Uh, it, it's just it's awful. It's an, a horrible look. It's a reflection of what's going on in the NBA. It's a Russell Westbrook impact. Hey, Russell Westbrook Pathetic. impact. They don't care about fans. Like the NBA doesn't care yeah. about fans. They don't. All they care about is 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 jock sniffing players that's all they do they jock sniff players and then the players don't even want to play it, it's it, pathetic I th- it, it's, it's a pathetic it, league right it, now it, maybe uh, maybe i'm wrong kind of made me just look at luca all different yeah it's pathetic totally different luckily he apologized for it but it's it's yeah. embarrassing yeah mcmahon and by the way first thing you do is blame the blame the reporter when you're asked about the specific situation mcmahon doesn't mind well, getting into it i knew you were against that's me my boy right there. <laughs> that's what he says that's my boy right there <laughs> Uh, Boogie Cousins yesterday said something. I just want to give it a, a quick. Th- this is this is when keeping it real goes wrong. This was with Rachel Nichols. At the end of the day, I blame the analytics. I think analytics are literally f-ing the game, up. and <laughs> this is an example why. You know, Joel Embiid, if he misses another ten games, you're sitting here saying that this guy isn't eligible to win MVP, and that's that's mind blowing. Yeah. I don't want to offend anybody, but we gotta we gotta remove the nerves from the game. That's not analytics, bro. No, like and I, that ain't why yeah. the game is messed that, up. And that's by not the way. An, that's not analytics brother 
it's not. It's not. I mean, it, it, he, you can maybe stretch it. You know, they say your body, blah, blah, blah. But no, that's not what it is. Coming up, wide receiver or running back, why the answer doesn't have to be one or the other, and why Nick Casario, if you don't do this, man, I don't even know if you're trying to win. Next. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.